Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Shape of Work podcast. In this episode today we have with us Chirag Thakur who is the founder of Lateral Bridge. Hi Chirag, thank you for coming and joining us today. How are you? Good Riti, thank you so much for having me here. I'm glad to be here. It's pleasure having you here Chirag. So Chirag just to set some context about you and what you do, can you tell our listeners a bit about yourself and and your career journey till now? Sure. So I I started my career somewhere in 2006. I had absolutely no clue that I wanted to be in HR. So I ended up working into a recruitment firm and that's where I thought okay this is what something I want to be. So I worked there for a couple of years, took a break, uh, did my full-time masters and then I was born into a corporate world. worked with nbfc's banks and then i accidentally jumped into a startup ecosystem and never knew that that's going to be my life thereafter right so worked with a lot of high high growth startups and finally in 2021 i decided to start my own company i started a recruitment firm called atlhr and now we are expanding into a recruitment tech firm an hr tech firm where we're going to be solving a, a technology hiring problem worldwide through staff augmentation uh, from a global de- deployment standpoint right? so that's lateral bridge and that's what we'll be doing so yeah i mean around 13 14 years of an experience into a corporate and then started my own firm and here i am okay i think i'm sure like today we'll get a lot of content from our conversation because as you know you are founder so talking about your I role hope. yeah because you have mentioned that you are founder of the company and definitely at some point in time it's really challenging to manage everything and of course you have therefore collaborated with numerous businesses and startups and scaled the startups in multiple folds so you know for our listeners who wanted to start something new can would you like to suggest like what are your strategies which you think are different from other startup organizations sure see i would always suggest that you do a thorough research okay you may want to check whatever whatever company you may want to start whether it's a product or a service you would want to do a thorough research whether there's a demand for that product or service whether there's a supply available then you define a clear goal what do you want out of it and then you may really want to have a clear pathway of at least 2 years you need to have a runway while you start your business because if you don't have some money in your hand you will very soon get desperate for sales or a revenue which will put your whole product into a jeopardy because you never know though your ideas are good though your product is good it might take some time to pick up or it may pick up fast and you know it's it may slow down because there are a lot of macro conditions which going to be affecting you mm-hmm. so do a thorough research keep a lean body and be hands on be hands on as a founder yeah. these are the basic things that i had followed in fact our whole lateral bridge took one year of study okay yeah so i think great point you have mentioned and of course you being as a hr professionals with work experience across different hr domains so you must have handled a large employee base and of course that you handle the entire gamut of recruitment right from sourcing to onboarding of the candidate so like what do you think is the most difficult step and how do you handle that difficulty 
So I'll I'll tell you. In fact, the, okay. I'll give you a vague answer. You know, <laughs> the whole steps are difficult. Be long time, right? But let's yeah. let's rip it down. You know, sourcing is difficult because uh, attracting talent has become utmost important. Yeah. So every talent has an numerous calls for the job. So sourcing was a difficult step. The second was right at the end of it that once the offer is accepted, you ensure the candidate is joining. These two nut bolts at the two extreme end of the process are the most difficult because we've been facing a job seekers market. So very rightly said, Sharad. And you know, in the past year, we have seen a lot of changes in term of how. company functions and its practices and we also observe a certain change in how uh, people approach hiring and how the parameters have changed when hiring a new candidate so what advice would you have for our listeners to deal with problems that they face in technology hiring since we all know that technology hiring has been a big pain so uh, what is your advice for our listener so i'll i'll tell you riti you know i'll i'll give a bit more background because i've done a lot of study and as an as a recruiter uh, while i was working i faced a terrible challenges right this problem of a tech hiring is just getting started it is not even at the peak it is not even at the descending trend but it is just getting started it is not getting over soon why this is happening is because there is an unfavorable economics of demand and supply for this there is a sheer shortage of talent yeah and there is a substantial demand yeah. okay yeah. so this is nowhere gonna close it or Uh, narrow it down any time sooner in such scenarios it becomes important for a tech recruiter or a recruiter to do maybe anything and everything they can to be into a speed but there is one important tool which perhaps even i regret you know which yeah. even i missed it when i was working the tool of staff augmentation yeah. it it has it has been one of a very important solution which can help bridge the gap or which can help solve this problem of tech hiring now i'll tell you there are multiple ways by which uh, a solution of staff augmentation can be used to solve the hiring and which hr i feel has been unaware of at least i was unaware of i, I won't generalize the situation but maybe i i was unaware of the situation yeah. so i'll tell you what uh, what happens is where is the concern okay the concern is that the hiring manager opens the position okay yeah. hr follows the entire recruitment process they do a sourcing interview they reach to an offer stage and then what happens is there's a notice period of 60 to 90 days okay so candidate would accept the notice and within a span of 60 to 90 days that candidate may would have around four to five offer letters yeah. feeding the offers on the penultimate offer now this 90 days the first company was made an offer is waiting and in that span this candidate has around four five offers and at the end of the day this candidate joins only one company yeah. which means the rest of the company the times are wasted mm. you imagine maybe a 20 days or a 25 days of interview process yeah and then 90 days yeah. which means 110 days which you are talking about a recruiter has wasted 120 days which is four months okay. close to a half year this is the exact problem that we discuss yeah okay now one is the recruiter can move fast have those funnels you know have yeah. those backup candidates the second is the recruiter can use the staff augmentation piece yeah. how okay so there are the staff augmentation forms okay yeah. who render the engineers on demand now the best part about these forms is that they many a times they have engineers on bench so they can render the uh, engineer to you maybe in 7 to 10 days time yeah now imagine a candidate is taking a hiring process 
Okay. Yeah. There's a hiring process is on. There are interviews are on, and parallelly, a candidate got in touch with a staff augmentation firm. Here the process is on, and here the staff augmentation firms, even they have rendered the engineers, they interviewed it, and the hiring manager liked it. Yeah. They can start in around ten days time. Let's say that they took in contract of three months from a staff augmentation firm. Yeah. For the sake of an example. Okay. Now here. at least the work of the tech team has got started the hiring manager he or she is at little ease and now hr can play around with the candidates with the funnel with the speed the way they want it okay because they have given to the hiring manager what they wanted yeah that's the i i feel that's how an hr can space out a time for themselves because the 120 days timeline that we spoke about there is no ways you can cut short a timeline yeah all right So this is how I feel that you know this is a very underrated solution and can be utilized. Yeah. So you know, in our conversation, you have mentioned a lot about staff augmentation. So for our listeners who don't know much about the term, so if you could please explain, like, what exactly is staff augmentation? Like, how? What are the advantages of? It? Thank you so much for asking that question, Vidhi. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. Because uh, there is there's a less awareness about this is what I feel. Yeah. As I said, you know, even I was unaware of it. Yeah. See, staff augmentation. Now, what happens is there are these firms or okay. companies which yeah. are maybe an IT consulting firms. Their job is to render the engineers contractual. Okay. Okay. So if I put it into very simple terms. Okay, if you ask me, Chera, what is staff augmentation? I would say it is nothing but a remote contractual deployment of the engineers. Yeah. Okay. Now the question comes that they are part of some firm. What do they do, and you know how they can match up with the team? They are hundred percent dedicated to the respective client or to the company who have uh, availed this yeah. services. Okay. Team member for the stipulated period. Okay. All right. The advantages are, you know, you have a wide market. You have a wide market for a staff augmentation. Okay. okay. There could be an uh, international exposure. You can have an international candidates. It's plug and play. It's absolutely plug and play. You interview. You like it. Finish. You don't have to do anything. You can start working with the person that you have interviewed from the next day onwards. If you don't like it, if you have completed it, if you want to end it. Just a twenty-five, thirty days notice or an intimation to the organization, and you can plug off completely. And there is no compliance to it. Now imagine you have an engineer working in your team, maybe somewhere in Eastern Europe. Yeah. But that engineer have also exposure of working with some US-based companies into some Silicon Valley. Can you imagine the exposure or the kind of uh, quality talent you can avail if? you have a staff augmentation so a brief answer to your question it is what it is a contractual deployment what are the advantages of it the best advantage is that you get an international talent it's okay. plug and play and you don't need to take care of any compliances yeah all right so you know we have discussed on a very important topic because its awareness is equally important and even you mentioned its advantages which helps solving the lot of hiring issues which usually people don't understand and in spite of having advantages there are a couple of contradictions as well and people still don't agree and prefer for staff augmentation so i want to ask you like what kind of myths you think exist about staff augmentation yeah so uh, really again you know there have been lot of myths around it 
uh, yeah. that this is not a workable solution or the quality is not good all right and since it's a remote deployment you don't know uh, you know uh, what's happening with the person okay yeah. let's let's try to debug it you know one by one uh, sure. the first myth where they when they talk about is that it is you know the quality is not at par yeah i am seeing that since it's a remote deployment why do you want to stick to only your own country okay you figure out more countries you know there are a lot of great companies great countries which have a great engineers you have vietnam you have philippines you have egypt lebanon do you know egypt has one of the best quality of engineers okay all right then yeah. you talk about the whole eastern europe is you have lithuania estonia budapest hungary these countries are do have good quality and a sharp engineers at maybe affordable or moderately expensive kind of a rate but there are good set of engineers available if you take your view to a global level all right that's where you know your quality is countered now as i said in the previous question that you are working with an engineer or you are you know interviewing an engineer who is maybe in egypt but have worked for some us based client or europe client or uk client which means there is some meat to it there is some substance to it right and while even we did a litmus test with one of our companies uh, one, one of the global tech firms in india itself okay trust me the cto of the firm was blown off you like chirag the kind of talent these people bring the kind of sharpness these people bring is amazing you won't believe this company could deploy around 15 engineers in 20 days okay from vietnam great now that's where we and the preview was that they've given around 12 to 15 offers in 4 months and barely two would have joined can you see the before and after scenario here now that's where we had felt that okay let's deep dive this is not an idea and this is just a startup yeah coming back to the myth so uh, see that's where it is that the that's how we can say that the quality is not substandard yeah they're working for a diverse clients all right the second is uh, you know uh, people feel about that uh, since it's an remote or an international okay it may not be workable i am saying this is the future of work right covid yeah. has taught us lot of things and one thing is that how to run a company by being remote yeah right yeah. i am saying that if your internal performance management system is in place you give me one reason why this is not workable yeah you have your outcomes decided and you have your tracking system in place why i am saying that you have your tracking system is place because you're doing it for your internal employees you replicate the same for this yeah now tell me why this is not workable the third set of people always feels that you know staff augmentation means the ones who know or yeah. the ones who maybe partially understands they feel that having freelancer somewhere yeah. outside the country is not doable i'm saying you don't get freelancer you get yeah. these engineers you do the staff augmentation from a staff augmentation firm yeah that's where you get so you know the responsibility of that employee or that engineer is been taken by the respective organization yeah you don't do freelancers if you're not comfortable you do this way yeah that's how it is workable you know the other day when you call up the person will have to pick up the phone if a person doesn't picks up the phone then you know that whom to call up you know you need to call up to the maybe owner of the staff augmentation firm or a project manager or a technical lead of that firm right yeah so that's how it is so i feel that these are the myths which is there in their mind 
and uh, this myth has to be broken because it is trust me the gig economy the gig working yeah. is the future definitely i think great point brought up by you charag and that makes a lot of sense i'm sure there's a lot of take away from the content you have shared today so thank you for sharing this so this brings us to the end of our conversation charag but before we go uh, can you tell our listeners where they can reach out to you sure i'm i'm contactable uh, at so my email id is chirag that's c h i r a g at latlbridge.com okay. and uh, they can always visit to our website that's latlbridge.com and there's there's always a calendly invite which they can set if they want to understand more or anything okay sure chirag thank you for joining it was lovely hosting you today thank you so much riddhi thank you so much for having me and i'm excited for this yeah